Hey guys, welcome to the Natty Cast. I'm your host, Peter Bowman, and this is going to be the first episode of a sub-series of podcasts, which I'm going to be doing with my buddy Calvin. Um, I think we're just going to call it like the Pete and Cal show for now, but the goal of this is really to just entertain, also be informative. So that's kind of the goal. And I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I've been procrastinating pretty bad. I just haven't really felt like, you know, messing with it. But I think it will be good to have someone who can record with me like frequently like Calvin. So hopefully we can be pretty consistent with these and, you know, put out some quality content. So um, with that, we're going to get right into the episode. Um, and I think it will be nice because we can, you know, collaborate a bit, bounce ideas off each other. Um, it will be nice for me to sort of, you know, talk to somebody while I'm podcasting as opposed to me just, you know, rambling on. So that's why I wanted to bring on uh, some sort of a co-host. So we're going to see how this goes. We'll see how you guys like it. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Calvin and let him give you a, a brief intro of who he is, what he's about. So take it away, Cal. What's up, folks? Uh, this is your boy, uh, the kid Cal, or you know, Cal, Calvin, whatever you guys want to call me. I don't really mind. Um, my dog is looking at me very weird right now. Um, but you want to? Uh, all right, they can't see, bro. Okay. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised in the 757 area code. Uh, for those not familiar with the area code, it is the Newport News, Hampton, Virginia area. Uh, uh, some more bigger cities, which which are more more well known, are Virginia Beach, um, Norfolk, um, Chesapeake. Uh, those big cities around that same area. Um, but yeah, so I was born and raised around there. Um, did all my you know schooling around there, public school. Uh, you know, middle school, elementary, all the way up to high school. Uh, ended up graduating. Uh, chose to go to uh, George Mason University over in the Fairfax where area. Where you met my ass. Where I met this prick, um, where I got introduced to lifting, where I got introduced, introduced to, to the to paternity lifting? I'm in. Who introduced you to lifting? Uh, I would have to give that to Louie. Uh, if it wasn't for Louis, what? If it wasn't for Louis. Are you getting me instead of? If it wasn't for Louis planting the seed for me you to join the fraternity, I would have never met you, bro. So I mean, yes, you individually introduced me to Lipton, but Louis planted the seed for me to meet you in the first yeah. place. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense, bro. But thanks I for everything, like though. But yeah, man. So I got into, I got got really into lifting probably around my what, what would you say my sophomore year or junior year? Yeah, your sophomore year. You were a bitch. sophomore year. You were really yeah. like a big bitch. <laughs> you had a lot of potential, you know. And I saw that you were athletic. You know, you were really good at basketball. Um, you would always take your shirt off at parties and shit. And I, I, don't, like, I, don't small, I, I don't think I did that. I don't think I've ever did that. Done you know, that. I have a lot of pictures, bro. Oh, okay. You would take your shirt off and just start crip walking everywhere. Probably was black blackout. Like you were really, you were really small. Don't get me wrong, but you had that base. You're you were an ectomorph, and you had I could I, t- I could tell you had potential. I like to think so, I'm still an ectomorph. I sort of scouted you as my gym partner, and at first it was really shitty because you could barely lift any weight. Your form was awful, like awful. How, like you how long even did you scout do... me before you knew that I was, you know? Oh, I was scouting you from the get go. Okay, so about like a month or two months before you actually yeah. said something to me and approached me. No, not really. Said, I "Hey, you're doing before, that wrong." But in terms of in terms of lifting, 
um, I was scouting you, you know, because I knew you had uh, potential. And of course, I was right. When I got him in lifting with me, he made a lot of gains very fast. Um, Cal's not one of those bitch ass ectomorphs who can't eat like shit. He can actually eat food. So that's good. Yeah. Thank um, God I can eat. Yeah. Do you remember our first interaction? When did you first meet me? Oh, man. Oof. Damn. Wow. You don't gotta, even remember. Dude, dude. I know. I remember. Jeez, I, remember. Oh, I just got to think, man. I got to think. When I first saw your gay ass, um, fuck. It, it, it couldn't have been at the gym. It had to have been at like a, a no, party. It would have definitely been like a party or something. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think you're not, I don't know if you would, you know, describe yourself as the most social type of guy, especially since I was a pledge and you were a brother. When I got you that know, I confidence, I did. Okay. Yeah. Same, same. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, always I helped. I handed you a, a, a bush light or something. I said, hey, really? man, here's a bush. And you and said, I took it. and then you dabbed and like started crip walking. And I was like, okay. And then I like scooted, <laughs> sco- scooted on past. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have a very faint memory of that. I must admit. Yeah, but it happens. Besides so, the crip walk. Yeah. Yeah, but it happens. So tell them about, um, your major. Actually, Calvin has more of a formal background in, in terms of like fitness. Like he actually majored in something that pertains to like physical fitness. Whereas I didn't, mind shit was all like self-taught. So tell them a bit about your major, bro, and like yeah. the work you've done or whatever. Yeah, man. So uh, just take it back a bit. Um, uh, upon graduating high school, you know, I was really rooted into the, you know, medical field, uh, more so pertaining to, you know, either surgeon or physician one of the two leaning probably more towards the physician side of the, you know, spectrum and not so much invasive, you know, surgery. Um, so I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to help people within the medical field and, you know, I was pretty much prepared to dive into a really heavy curriculum in my collegiate years to come. Um, um, but that quickly changed. Um, as I, you know, when I first got to Mason, I majored, my thing my major was something ridiculous, like health, fitness, and recreational tourism, um, because there was no ridiculous. Yeah. I wanted to, I I think right before I like declared my major, I I was, it was set that I wanted to go from from physician assistant to a physical therapist, uh, which was a lot more, you know, hands-on. And I thought at the time, a lot more hands-on and more, you know, dealt with more so my you know interest and so that's what i wanted to major in and the closest thing at mason was uh i guess recreational health and fitness or something like that and so that was my declared major at the time and then my sophomore year kinesiology finally got declared in as a as an individual you know new major at mason so that's what i quickly you know changed to and so i you know was able to acquire my four-year bachelor's of science degree in you know kinesiology um, taught me a lot. Um, it's very, uh, anatomy, you know, and physiology based courses. And then the latter half of the courses was very much exercise based, uh, prescription based, um, and application based. Um, so it was a well-rounded, I think, curriculum. Um, yeah. And which, then your first internship was at Sport and Spine, which for you guys don't know, I've actually done some work with them. I went in for like a few appointments and they yeah, yeah. Me out. So 
How what was yeah. your experience like there? Well, it wasn't my that wasn't my first internship. My first internship actually was at Sport and Health. Uh, um, it was just like a, I guess your regular gym. It was more gin gin pop. Um, and so how they do it is the first internship we're, we're supposed to take three within our curriculum. The first one was gin pop. Second one was uh, half gin pop, half clinical, and then the third one would be four hundred hours, uh, all mainly clinical or wherever you you want it to be. Uh-huh. And so my uh, second internship, one of the two. Uh, I did at uh, Sport and Spine, which is my clinical portion where I served, I think, 75 hours. Not much, but it lasted over the course of about four or five months where I was at Sport and Spine shadowing uh, two uh, really good chiropractors. And I actually was on the floor, you know, taking patients after like the first month um, as a rehab specialist, taking clients to do workouts, uh, hearing the problems, taking their pain scales, um, stuff like that, putting them on the electro uh, electrograph, uh, getting them you know, the, the soreness taken care of that way. Yeah, but yeah, it was gotcha. really cool. Uh, I was able to see some adjustments, you know, some subaxations, all that good stuff. It was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I could have stayed a little bit longer and could have been more hands-on with, not hands-on, but more, wish I could have saw more of the chiropractor side when I, because they mostly had me out on the floor taking these new, these patients and taking them to workouts, which was cool. But my whole, you know, my mindset was I want to I want to do chiropractic, so I want to see what they're doing, you know, behind these closed doors, you know. So it was it was nonetheless it was a really good experience, and uh, you know, still up in the air what I want to do with gotcha. that. Gotcha. And now you're doing uh, like a part time a part time gig at like uh, some specialty basketball training or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I guess you could put it that way. So explain um, explain a little bit about what you do with them. So yeah, uh, I I got this through an intern an internship as well. Um, after serving an internship of about I want to say about two hundred fifty, maybe three hundred hours with this company uh, called Evolution Basketball, um, the president was so nice enough to offer me a position within their you know company as a, a strength head coach, a head strength coach, mm-hmm. or strength slash performance coach because we didn't just coach strength, we coach agility, speed, and performance as well. Um, so I declined it at first. I was like, nah, that's the one thing I don't want to do is coach. Um, and so I pursued other avenues. Um, and long story short, I ended up calling them back a couple months later saying, you know what, you know, I don't want to miss this opportunity. You know, I think it will be a good foot in the door. It could lead to better opportunities. And I'm, I'm more than happy to, uh, you know, give you guys my services. Um, and I took, I took it, man. And I've been there probably two months now. Uh, actually a little bit, maybe three months now. And I like it. Um, what I do pretty much is I, you know, I get, you know, a certain amount of kids, anywhere from one to eight kids, uh, middle school age to high school age. And I take them through, you know, some warm ups first, you know, they either have basketball beforehand or they go play basketball after they see me. So depending on that, I'll change up the, the preliminary, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically they come upstairs where my, my, uh, you know, space is, they see me, we get them warmed up. Uh, get them all loose. Uh, we go through some ability uh, phases and then we get into some speed agility work where we're challenging their linear and lateral, you know, speed, agility, change of direction, yeah, all cool. that good stuff. And then we go into our strength block, which is the majority of the hour um, where I'm pretty much getting those kids strong, stable and confident. So, so what do they look like in terms of prospects? Any D1 athletes in there or what? Oh uh, man, I, I actually, if, if you would have asked a day ago, I would have said no, but um, I actually have, two girls who are apparently very good. Um, they, yeah. So yeah. W, um, WNBA bound. Oh, uh, for sure. One of them for sure. At least. Uh, for, 
She's six one, age thirteen. Jesus so, Christ! Age thirteen. Jesus. Female. She's a phenom, bro. Oh um, my! Really gosh. good, apparently. Um, shout what out to her. Her parents look like her mom. Her mother is actually the Woodbridge head women's basketball coach. Who is? Is she I think like a, six eight? No, she's like maybe five, five, five eight, maybe five nine. Her so dad's, dad's really like seven. seven the dad's seven like foot. six eight, maybe. He's a tall guy. Jeez. I almost wow. say six eight, but like he's at least six five. But um, yeah, man, she's tall. She's really good. So you know, in the beginning when we because I'm at a completely new facility out in Gainesville, Virginia. So you know, you know, we're trying to still build our company, build a name for ourselves, credibility and uh, reliability. So we're we're trying to pull kids in, and we're trying to get a, a firm base yeah. of our clientele. You know, because right now we're really just like trying to get people in, see more about us, see what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they can't see your dog, bro. All right. Dude, come on. So as you guys can uh as you guys can tell, like we obviously have a different sort of different background, a different bit of expertise. I'm more of a my my expertise more more in terms of like body composition, building muscle, uh losing weight. Uh, things like that, where he has more of a like athletic background, more like I don't even know what to call it, like physiologically. Yeah, I would say physiologically. Yeah, physiologically based background, like a lot of mobility stuff, athletic stuff, performance based stuff. So that's where we sort of differ- differentiate. Yeah, that's where the gap uh, is pretty much yeah. bridged. Right there. What you mainly lack of experience is like you know, the nutrition shit, but we're like, exactly. We're yeah. doing that right now. So he's actually yeah. going for it through his like first bulk with a, is what I'm, which is what I'm helping him with. Like his first actually like structured bulk. So, uh, tell me a bit about that. What are your macros? How you feeling, buddy? What's going on? Uh, so yeah, man, I love to talk about that. So yeah, man, coming into this nutrition game is a whole different world. Like you think it's like, you know, a piece of cake, but it's actually so, you know, detailed and rigorous, you know, you got to really, you know, your yeah, body time, is your, man. is your haven. And it takes, it takes time to, you know, Tracking takes time. Yeah. But over time, you know, you get the hang of it. But so my macros for the day are, I think they're at 4250 total calories. Uh, my carbs are at 550. My proteins are at 220 and my fats are at, I think 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I think those are my macros at the moment. Uh, they have changed or so fluctuated the past, you know, two, three weeks. So I think that's the, the latest change. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I started off at, I want to say what, 37, 30, 800 calories. Was that around the number? Yeah. A little, a little less than 4,000. Yeah. And, uh, since then, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at my weigh in and I was weighing in about 217. Uh, now I'm weighing in like 225. So I don't want to say that that's like all muscle, but you know, my increase in my, you know, caloric intake has definitely put on some weight, whether it be, uh, you know, fat or water weight or whatever have you. Yeah. Cal, um, Cal's definitely like an ectomorph, like I mentioned before, but unlike a lot of them, they have so many, like they always bitch about like eating. I can't eat this much, whatever. Luckily Calvin doesn't have that problem, which is why it's, he's putting on so like a lot of weight pretty quick. You know, like a lot of it's just going to be like glycogen and like yeah inflammation from training and stuff like that, just cause he's eating more food. Uh, but he's definitely, making progress how's the training been going buddy uh training's been going good 
Um, it's it's not weird, but as far as leg day, I was, I was probably doing legs probably once a week, maybe once every two weeks, on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, so for me to get legs in two two days a week and both leg days, you know, kind of taper off, but still hitting those major leg muscles is very, I think, very good. It's a good variation, and I'm I'm definitely seeing some uh some like more definition. Um, legs are getting a bit bigger. My pants are getting a little tighter. That's how I know I wear skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to the, you know, lower body gains, upper body gains, um, buy a new pants, the whole nine, man. Yeah. When it's going to get fun is when we got to finally take Calvin through a cut. Uh, that's when he's going to yeah, I, I don't. Off. I don't know about <laughs> that, man. <laughs> like, it might sound crazy, but it's like <laughs> having to like, plan out my meals like for it's cutting experience, bro. bro. It's, flexible Fix, flexible dieting um, yeah i mean I, I can't wait to see the results when i cut but just just thinking about I mean, me actually probably, going through the process is a different you know like we mentioned he's an ectomorph so he still has like abs and shit it's not like he needs to cut but it just it, cutting is though like good experience because you learn a lot more about like your yourself. body and honestly yeah. you could probably <laughs> calvin's someone who could probably get lean on like over 3000 calories. So it's not that bad if you just pick the right food choices and don't eat pop tarts and shit. Yeah. That's my only like fucking preference is I would want to stay at least around 3000. Cause I feel like I'd be so, so deprived of food, anything below that, you know, I've just yeah. been so used to at least three, uh, maybe, maybe later in my, you know, cutting gears or maybe the next two or three times down the line when I want to cut, might want to delve into a lower, you know, caloric intake, but Right off the right off the bat, my first cut, you know, I'm not looking forward to anything below three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to go there. What's your uh what's your goal weight, bro? Um <laughs> my goal weight, my personal goal weight is in the morning, you know, free of shit, free of liquids. Yeah, post uh, post shit for sure. Yeah, uh pre water chug. Uh, I'm thinking like two forty five. Damn, bro. Yeah. That would be lit. I know it's another, 20, another, another twenty pounds. I hope not, man. <laughs> probably going to go out of my head. <laughs> yeah, your hat, will, your head will probably uh, swell up. Yeah, got to go up a hat size. Yeah, move the snap back up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. I guess when, when, when this, as the series goes along, we'll continue to give you guys updates on like what we're doing yeah, in terms of our, like, nutrition, training, bulking, cutting, like how our weeks have been and shit. Like, I feel like that would be. Um, interesting. Uh, me personally. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think it'd be interesting if they, you know, you told them a bit about your kind of yeah. intuitive, you know, eating and lifting. Well, that's stuff. what I'm going to try to do like next, uh, next time I cut, which is going to be pretty soon. So I'm kind of going to go over a little bit about that. I may be, uh, I may get back on macros and be more structured, but I, I haven't really decided yet. I'll kind of just see how things go. But essentially at the end of this month is what I'm planning on. Like, stopping bulking and you could argue that i've already like stopped bulking since i'm like i haven't really gained any more weight i've kind of like yeah. plateaued around like 215 and i can't really like i'd have to eat like a shitload if i really want oh yeah you have that. to stuff your fucking face bro yeah but i've still been making like gains on the on the reg oh yeah in, definitely, in the gym definitely. like my squat yeah. like i just got back to squatting and that shit's already remember, gone dude. up like yeah so many fucking pounds it's crazy like I was so not used to squatting. And then plus like I took off squatting for a, for a minute. And then also at the, at the gym I go to the shop. So 
Like I've always squatted in a mirror too, and now that I don't have a mirror mm, there, so it's like yeah, it's, it's no a little self, different. It's no the visual correction. Yeah, I still know, gotta fine tone my shit because like my walkout is ass. Like it takes me, like my feet are like, like so steps. yeah, like eight <laughs> steps and shit. Like because like everything's not dialed in at all right yeah. now, and my squat's still going up like all the time. Like so I used to have like hip pain and like shit like that. Yeah. And now everything's feeling good, uh, but I'm telling you already, like for me. Like I can already tell like squats are so much more effective than like all the other like compounds I've done. And that's not, that's not necessarily going to be for everyone, but personally, like, I mean, I pretty much made all my progress squatting for my first few years. And then like this past, like over the last year, besides like the last month, I got away from all that was focusing on like leg press, like hack squats, mainly because of some issues I was having with like, Mainly that stemmed from when I got in a car accident, which some of you may know about from my ankle. Like I led to like some hip pains and shit. So I kind of got away from squatting, but now everything's feeling like really good again. So I'm happy about that. And since I am progressing, like pretty much, pretty much every session I've been able to like go up, um, especially in terms of legs for like the past few months. Um, and well as like my chest and back days, like a lot, like since I'm still progressing, there's no really a need for me to like continue to try to push my body weight up. It's kind yeah, of just pointless. Definitely. So, yeah. So talking about both hacks and, you know, squats and how you, you definitely think squats in general are definitely, uh, one of your best, I guess, physique or muscle building lifts. Would you, would you say having done squats for a long period of time without doing squats and now doing squats without doing hacks for some period of time, which one do you prefer? And it could be, it could be beneficial to switch it up, but honestly, like, like, I don't really know. Like I thought I was making like decent progress with like focusing on hack squats and like leg press and stuff. But like, I, I don't even really know anymore because like, even though I was progressively overloading on those exercises, getting stronger on those exercises, I don't know if that progressive over- overload was necessarily carrying over into, like, muscle growth, mm, at least for yeah. me. Like, with a squat, like, just recently, I just can I can activate, like, everything in my legs. And if you guys didn't know, I do uh, leg extensions. I've posted about this before, but I do, like, leg extensions and, like, ham curls before I squat. Mm, so that yeah. really fills my legs with, like, blood. blood. Yeah. And I can, yeah. I can really activate pretty much my quads, my hams and everything just from a squat, uh, just by sort of alt- altering like my spine just a little mm, bit. Like if I yeah. lean a little more forward, I can hit my hamstrings, like more upright. It's more quads. I've always squatted high bar. So that's why my quads are more dominant. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also focusing on my glutes too. So like, honestly, yeah, that's like, my big problem with my glutes. So I, I would have to do, like you said, you did the hamstring and the extensions. I would have I mean, to do you got, that. you've got you a pretty nice ass. Before. You've got a pretty nice ass. I mean, ass. yeah, but dude, I, I have a hard time, you know, activating my ass when I'm yeah. in that deep in that bottom squat position. So that's I like what I do. Like, stuff before. like what I'm going to do from now on probably is just like be more so like intuitive with my um like train. Like I'm really going to focus completely on squats on my leg days from now on. Um, and I've done just like, like what I've been doing of the past few weeks is just like three working sets. Um, and then focusing on like back off sets that are way a lot higher rep than even Mm -hmm. doing drop sets. And I'm telling like the pump I had like last yesterday, right? Yesterday was like 
double like any pump I've experienced in my legs in like the past like year, like for sure. Like, that's insane, bro. That's crazy. Like it was like crazy. And that's what I've always, like, that's literally what got me my legs. Like just doing like shit like that. Yeah. Just, like a shitload of reps just on one exercise. But like I said, that's not going to be for like everyone. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Because so many people have trouble and it, it just takes time. Like you got to have like so much experience like under a bar before you can really learn how to activate each muscle with an exercise, like a squat, like you can mm. like sort of zone in on what, what you want to activate more of. Yeah. It just takes time and experience, but you know, some people aren't going to be able to feel their hamstrings at all. Like with squats. Yeah. And um, you can't just play with say, some people. Some people's glutes take completely over. And as a guy, they hate that shit. Yeah. Cause like they don't want a fat ass and like no quads. Yeah. So it's just like varies. Yeah. But I was going to say you can't really like play with the position like you're doing until you get to a position where you're experienced and able to not, you know, go through those range of motion fully, you know, pain free. Yeah. I mean, that's like, honestly, if you're getting into the gym, like your whole leg workout should just be like getting under a bar and like working on your like form until you can like get some decent form and then like adding some weight. Like you don't even really need, cause if you can get a squat down where you're like, efficient with a squat like it's probably one of the best exercises you can do in terms of like just all exercise Dude, in general. most definitely most definitely so much other things incorporated within the movement than just loading the quads you know you've got stability you know a lot of bracing i mean it's just a basic it's a good movement for like mobility in terms of like basic living as well like to squat down and just like be able to get through the day and like not be some like old decrepit, like yeah, year old fucking knees hurting and shit <laughs> yeah, that, can't, that can't do anything. But yeah, back to the food thing. So yeah, that's kind of why I haven't been uh, pushing calories. So you could say I'm just like maintaining now, but yeah, I would probably the, say you're in the maintenance phase at the moment. Yeah, But since hey. I'm still making progress, it doesn't really matter. So like, but after this month or if not like mid March, I'm definitely going to go back on my calories a little bit. And what I'm leaning towards now is to like not really change much of anything, just like maybe in, include, like, I'm going to try to be more intuitive with it just because that's like a more advanced technique that I haven't tried to like cut on since like I've cut intuitively before, but that was before I even knew what like tracking was. So like yeah. quick interjection here. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I've been saying like way too many times. It's a problem. I'm going to work on it. So sorry about that. Yeah. If like some trip was coming up or something, I would just like stop eating like <laughs> foods that like weren't protein, but that's not like, like it's not, there's no, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like, exactly, oh, I got yeah. to eat less and protein maintains my muscle, but now I'm going to have a better idea of like exactly yeah. when to eat like more carbs, like in terms of how I'm feeling and my fatigued or like when to eat less or like. You know, just like basically basic, simple things like that that I'm going to try to incorporate to like make this next diet, at least for like the first bit, like much easier. Or like I said, I may do a like give myself macros, but I may just hit them like a couple times a week or something and kind of just see where I'm at, kind of see how my weight adjusts. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be I haven't been weighing myself, though, at all during this like. Like I've been around 215, like when I've weighed like spontaneously. So that's just where I'm assuming like my weight would, my weekly average would be if I did weigh in regularly. But I'm definitely going to get back to like weighing in and like 
you know, having a better idea of my nutrition. And when I say I'm going to be intuitive, um, like my, with my experience, I know like what my macros are by the end of the day, yeah. give or take, like, <laughs> which is a fucking skill. My unless guy. I'm, unless I'm eating at like a, like hole in the wall, like place. Like I have a general, which idea. I tend to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, then I have like a general idea of where I'm at within like a few hundred calories, regardless of like if I'm tracking or not. So that's kind of what I've been doing like during this bulk um, as well, but doing it when you're cutting is obviously more difficult because you can't, it's harder to like control your variables, but um, mm, yeah. like I may, I'll probably like track, but somewhat, but just write down like my estimates. Like I have a calendar. I'll probably just write down like what I estimate my macros to be like for the day. Yeah. So if I need to like drop down, I'll just make adjustments. But right now I'm leaning towards like not even really giving too much a shit about cutting, at least not like super fast. Yeah. Not yet. Because it be a process. I'm still feeling like good and I'm still trying to make more like strength gains and progress in the gym. And that's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to like just start telling yourself you're dieting and then making excuses for why you can't like make progress and shit like that. So yeah, things are going pretty good. So that's good, man. It's good. It sounds like, you know what you're doing without having too much of a strict, you know, yeah. plan. But that I mean, just, again, comes along with experience. I mean, the underrated aspect of all that shit is just like the mental, the mental fatigue and all the psychological aspects that go into like telling yourself you're dieting and like, telling yourself you can't have things and like shit like that. So I'm going to try like a really balanced, like intuitive approach, but definitely kind of change that. I can't, I don't want, you know, that's the big step is changing. the I can't mindset to, you know what? I don't even want that shit. Yeah, man, for sure. Because of the, you know, future goal you have set for yourself. Yeah, man. 100, 100. No cap, no cap, no cap. Yeah, no cap. And, uh, I'll probably do like zero cardio as well. Now that I think about it, bro, you you're the cardio king. What do you mean? I haven't done cardio. Love, in hot one. I know, but when you when you cut though, you're on the stairmaster. Yeah, master, but that's right? a that's a bad thing because here's a part of the actually this is a good point. Here's a part of the problem with like social media. What's that? Did you guys hear that? Absolutely, cut that out. Holy that was, fuck, Calvin! Come on, man, don't do that. Dude, that was your mic. That was your Fuck. mic. I have it on video camera. Yeah, right. That was your mic. All right, back to it, though, guys. Let's just ignore Calvin. Um, but <laughs> back to it. So that's one of the problems of social media. Like, ideally, if I wanted to lose weight now and, like, maintain it, I'd want to do that with zero cardio. Because as someone who's, like, wants to be busy, like, I want to be busy. Sustainable. Yeah, I w- you want it to be sustained. So my main priority is you know, making progress in the gym, building muscle. It's not like becoming efficient on a Stairmaster and being able to do. Yeah. You don't want to make that the norm. No problem. And if you get adapted to cardio, you're really just going to run yourself into a fucking ditch because you're going to have to keep doing that shit to keep the current look you have. Um, And you get adapted to that shit really quick. So after like two, three weeks of doing cardio steadily, you're just going to be like essentially doing so much less work in terms of like, burning calories per mm-hmm. session than you were those first like two weeks. So, so you, so you'd have to essentially ramp up the intensity. You'd essentially have to increase, uh, increase, keep increasing minutes yeah, like on yeah. a Stairmaster or something like that, or yep. like in te- the intensity to like, like keep you, yeah. ramping up progress. But 
if you can do it uh, like seldom and far between, like a good example is say you wanted to like compete, you would only do cardio for like maybe like the last month if you really needed to. And, and what but that's be- a, that's like ideal circumstances um, because, you know, regardless of the intensity of the cardio, you're still using energy to recover from it no matter how intense it is, even if it's super low intensity, um, like walking is probably the best thing to not, uh, interfere with like your recovery process. Yeah, it's a lot easier to muscle recover building. From, yeah. But yeah. I mean, everything still does take its like toll. So that's why you want to keep it, uh, you know, pretty minimal if you want, uh, your results to be sustained. But, you know, as a body, like professional bodybuilders, obviously they get on doing cardio every day cause they don't really like give a shit um about like sustaining it necessarily they just want to get like as to that, as they can to that yeah show. that lean point yeah but um and back to back to my original point like the social media aspects like i've always been tempted to like lose weight as fast as possible to like show like insane transformations or something like this is how much i lost in like 10 days or whatever so that's where you get in the trouble of like shit i gotta lose more weight and then you like add in cardio, like reduce calories, and it just you like end up fucking spiraling. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually it's a scientific fact that it's unhealthy to actually lose more than three pounds in a week span. So you got to keep that in mind. The average is one to three pounds. Yeah, three pounds is a lot, well, and that's one, and that's even a lot. Yeah, one pounds even like a a, a decent rate, uh, but I mean, it's just not like I'm just gonna try to do this next diet more so for like thinking about being smart with my body as opposed to just like trying to get the weight off lose weight and shit. So yeah, that's definitely, definitely, man. I think that's definitely the way to look at it, especially in your position right now. So best of luck to you, my guy, but I I do need to to get less fat though soon because nobody fucks with me anymore. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't wear cutoffs and feel confident. So, you know, summer is around the corner. So we're going to need to do something like, I'm not going to get super shredded this year. So think. are you going to, you know, turn to cardio to burn that fat? Like, what do you, what do you plan on doing to attain those? I'll probably do, uh, if I do any cardio, it will probably be like either like once or twice a week or, what I'll probably do is just like and ramp up my steps. And then if I don't feel like walking like outside one day, I may just walk on the treadmill. Like, See, that's so very, very low intensity of anything. And if I do anything, like it will probably just be like towards the end of like some trip. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing this summer, but if I do anything like where I'm going to like a beach or something, I may just do like cardio for like a week before to like, try to like, get lean, but that can also be an issue because if you like starve yourself and do cardio, you're going to just rebound like a fuck. Somebody say, yeah, it's just going to put you back where you were. Yeah. So yeah. there's like, there's like things you can do like to look good, like at your trip for like the first day, but then it <laughs> first day <laughs> tomorrow, then, wake up a different person. Yeah. But then you're fat as shit like the next day and everyone's like, what the fuck? What, the what was fuck yesterday? Happened? What'd you eat today? And you're just like, <laughs> sorry. But, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm actually, speaking of trips, man, I'm going on a vacation uh, actually in less than a month. Uh, March 10th, man, I'm headed to Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's the vacation um, bulk. So, <laughs> yeah, man, so my lady's asking me, wait, you're trying to get to 240? We have a trip in less than a month. What are you doing? Like, you're going to be a, are you going to be fat? Like, I'm like, look, 
I'm a BBC. Just be like, yeah, I'm gonna be fat. Don't be worried, okay? Yeah, you are a BBC genetic king. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm also a green furnace. So as long as you stay ever. focused, you keep putting in work with the weights, bro. You're not gonna get fat. Oh yeah, bro. Hell yeah. That's the mindset, at least. Yeah, for sure. So I have no, I, yeah, I'm, I have no recent trips, so I don't need to uh, lose my fat. The only reason why I need to get uh, more skinny is just for the IG aesthetics. For the gram. Yeah, because not even for yourself, but for the gram, bro. Yeah, isn't it a bitch? Isn't it a bitch? <laughs> so you don't want to attain that goal for your personal own accolades? You just want to do it for Instagram? Yeah, I just want people to look at me and be like, wow, look at him. They already do that, bro. He's so lean. Like, no one, here's the thing. No one gives a fuck. And and in the end of the day, like lean, all the, all the good looking IG chicks, they get clout because like, it's just Insta likes, like no one's even thinking they're just pressing the double click. No one's even thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Fucking double tap. Oh shit. What I just do, (laughs) babe, it wasn't me. But yeah, that's the thing, dude. You realize that no one really gives a shit. Like once you get like to a certain low body fat, like you think like everyone's you're gonna like be cool or something or people yeah. are gonna give a shit but then no one really gives a shit yeah are you gonna so, be in a, just a double tap you just gotta learn to like you know be you love yourself for where you're at you know all those good things yeah if you think about it like no one really finds value in those chicks who just put their asses out it's just oh it looks nice but for someone to actually put out good content and that actually also looks looks good and, and aesthetically yeah you know, but it's a two-way it, it street that's why like the people who can catch eyes and are smart they go to the they go to the double top like the random chicks, the random chicks who don't know anything but just look good and put on gymshark like that's that's Dude. one thing like they're gonna get likes and feel cool but they're not going to be have like a sustainable presence on like a so, platform. And then like, so this true. is my opinion. Jim shark is like a fucking push up bra for a chicken or teens, but like it's so fucking, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jim sharks for the, you know, Jim sharks a sick brand, but it is oh, by, just, by, by all means, by all means. It's just, the, it's a fad right now, you know? Every middle schooler buys a stringer and thinks they're tight. That's the problem, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's it, like, hey, kid, you're not tight. Earn it. Earn <laughs> your stringer. Make a game. <laughs> Make a game? <laughs> yeah, Dude, what are, your, what, are your, what are your, what are your, what are your, uh, what are your random thoughts on like teens training? Like, you know, that kid Tristan, that's like 15. Who's like, should, every teen should train dude. At dude, what age? Resistance is, training is going to be fucking diagnosed by doctors in like 20 years. That's the thing. I can't wait. Cause everyone's going to be thing. so fucking fat. They're not going to do anything. Like it's going to be like fucking AI controlling our lives and shit. And there's just going to be a bunch of fat Americans so you thinking that strength training will be prescribed by doctors versus yeah, cardio like, training? Yeah, because it's like the reason I just mentioned. Like, there's going to be so much. Like, there's already a problem with like, there's food everywhere you go, and cardio. What that does inherently is just like slow your metabolism down essentially because you become more efficient, and people are still going to eat a shitload, so they're going to be eating a lot and then doing a bunch of cardio, 
And then it's going to put them in a cycle of like an efficient, having an efficient metabolism, but not being able to like put that food to use in an efficient way. Whereas resistance training does the opposite. And you're going to be like using those calories uh, for your performance in the gym in terms of like putting on strength and size and muscle, Uh, you know, muscle makes your metabolism like uh, pick up a bit. So it's, it's just going to have superior benefits. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like a, future. especially with the way our, you know, which the way where we're headed right now our, as a society, I guess. Yeah, man, for sure. So definitely some great points there. Things are, yeah, things, things are looking up though. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's going to do it. We've been recording for a while. So any last words, Cal? Um, no, man, other than the fact that I am just ecstatic to be up here, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, looking forward to the next one we're throwing on. Yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. Um, This podcast is going to be about, you know, having some fun, but also, like, spreading some knowledge. Uh, We're going to inform you guys on what we're doing. Um, We're not going to take it too serious. Like, we're just going to have fun, see where it takes us. Uh, But, you know, we're going to see how things go because – we did pledge allegiance to the bag. So, oh, yeah. Yes, to the bag. Way back, way back, like a Maybach. Yes, God bless the bag. So, essentially, <laughs> we're going to do this until we've got our bags filled. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that is it, guys. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say also real quick, uh, follow us both on Instagram. Uh, oh, wow. Peter, Peter underscore Bowman. You're uh, And then for man. me, uh, that'll be at uh, Cal Green Fit. Uh, no underscore whatsoever. Um, but yeah, check us out. I'll put our tags in the, uh, in the bio yeah, too. That, that. Um, I'm pretty, I'm like a hundred percent sure everyone listening to this is going to be following one of us, but anyway, <laughs> that's our, those are our IGs <laughs> and yeah. So peace guys. Uh, peace out. Ciao. Taste the peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> How she likes it? Yeah. <laughs> Get a little more peanut butter on you. Uh, nah, I think she hates it. All right, bro, let's go. Oh, my God. You're so fucking annoying, man. All right, what about now? All right, you ready to actually record? Dude, I you're taking a shit. I'm, no, I'm just pissing. Why do you sit down? What the fuck is wrong with you? Doesn't your Johnson like hit the fucking toilet bowl? And I, I, you stuff it. Yeah, still. Doesn't it dip into the water? You've got a BBC. <laughs>